0: Nobody wants to get bitten by the mind flayer. But you know what you do want to take a bite out of? Haagen-Dazs. Haagen-Dazs. knows your best moments are made even better with a side of their most extraordinary ice cream. That's why this summer you can treat yourself to any one of the nine... Flavors of their Trio Crispy Layers collection. With 15 layers of decadence, you can indulge like never before. If you don't know what Trio Crispy Layers is all about, honestly, it would be my genuine pleasure to fill you in. Hagen dazss Trio Crispy Layers ice cream carton is a harmonious blend of texture, crisp layers, and the finest ice cream all working together to hit you with 15 layers of extraordinary flavor. It comes in a variety of different flavors, including four different chocolate flavors like salted caramel chocolate made from layers of lightly salted caramel ice cream and irresistible chocolate ice cream stacked between crispy Belgian chocolate. How's that for taste appeal? And if it's not enough chocolate for you, good news. There's four different chocolate flavors altogether, including triple chocolate, as well as a non-dairy dark chocolate crunchy peanut butter. I bet you want to take a bite out of that. And honestly, you deserve to take that bite. And so many more bites. Get your ice cream on with Trio Crispy Layers from hot. At various stores near you. And if you want to discover more, head on over to hagendaz.com. Stranger Things 3, Chapter 7, The Bite is over, but we're just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. It's the penultimate episode of Stranger Things 3, the anti-penultimate episode of our Stranger Things podcast. Hello, everybody. I am Josh Wigler, and here to join me in calling for justice for Russian Bob, I'm joined here by Mike Bloom, uh, who is grieving as well at this hour.
1: I'm wearing an all-black carny uniform I'm demanding a 21 woodpecker salute, Josh, in honor of our fallen comrade. Quite literally, Alexi. We are uh, doing a rites of passage esque torch torch walk to remember him by, as he becomes. You know, you uh, alluded to a possible beloved character. Yeah, Dan. well, I
0: wondered about it. Uh, I didn't think that Alexi quite qualified. Although I guess he was funny. He was a sweet man. He he, wore, was,
1: he warmed his way into our hearts he over was the few helpful. episodes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I thought maybe it'd be somebody like a little bit more central to the storyline, but I guess uh, we went the Agent Coulson route uh, here. <laughs> Does that mean
1: he'll come back and uh, yeah, do he's like the Agents of uh, Russian ups- uh, Stranger Things? Russian
0: Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, but yes, uh, in your hearts and minds, sing the arms of the angel in Russian as we pour one out for, for sweet Alexei gone too soon uh we may be pouring one out soon for 11 based on the injury she sustained at least, in this at least episode. her leg. the bite mike this is the bite uh it's the name of the episode it turns out that there is indeed a literal bite to be concerned about in this episode uh, when we did our uh our scouting of the episode titles in our preview podcast i just have vague notes and Va- even vaguer memories of exactly what we said. <laughs> were we were we on drugs at, at the time? this point, yeah. I don't remember, man. <laughs> what did the ceiling look like? I can't even it remember. It was moving around. It was spinning. Uh, I have in my notes that you thought that Nancy would be a vampire. yeah, okay, the pyre A pyre And I just have bad bite for me. So I don't remember what that means. Oh, you I, know
1: what? I think you were talking about like a bad bite of food. Oh, a bad bite
0: of food. Well, I mean, depending on... I, I think that the, the Mind Flayer monster took a bite out of 11 and didn't survive.
1: And Alexei died before getting a bad he bite died, of food. If you depending on your thoughts on carnivore, they went food. out
0: for hot dogs on sticks, and that didn't seem to go so great.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't think anything. I mean, there is blood involved, which is you know the and Billy has been chasing after. Attract uh, 11 via the blood he did have a moment where he stuck his fingers in the blood did he lick the blood i really wanted him to paint it on his face he didn't do it i was it was so close he didn't
0: do it he so, didn't do it
1: See, so we should we call this one a wash uh no i feel like i got this one. okay, <laughs> okay. all right I I, I,
0: I I wanted i would fight for this one i all feel right, like I, I feel like a bad bite of food definitely beats out the nance pyre there really isn't a nancy as a vampire anything that you can really argue unless you want to try
1: i mean no, they're concerned that I think we backed off the Nancy and Jonathan stuff, which the stories have combined. And now that we are combining once again by the end of the episode, I wonder how much further they'll recess into uh, the back storyline-wise, considering yes. that they are now accessories. I think Nancy's essentially the driver of the group at this point, which she's done a lot of great stuff this season. But I think uh, I'm speaking on behalf of you when I say, I think this is a good retiring of the storyline. You know what,
0: season. I like where Nancy's at right now, actually. I think that, you know, we're in the mode with Nancy where, and I'd forgotten about this, that in the first season that she was like the rifle woman, she was the person who was carrying the firepower. Yeah, can we talk
1: about the uh, the, the now seasonal Stranger Things uh, motif of let's barricade up the house that we're in and brandish a bunch of weapons in anticipation for I what's to come?
0: Th- I definitely have thoughts on that. We'll definitely get into that because a little <laughs> bit ridiculous, but whatever. Uh, but we, we're at the end of the line here. After this episode, we've only got one more episode of Stranger Things 3 we're going to be dropping our finale recap podcast on July nineteenth, and then just one more podcast after that. This much hyped feedback special uh, coming your way, July twenty fourth, will be uh, the final Stranger Things podcast we do here about season three. Get your feedback in postshowrecaps.com slash feedback. That's the uh, the the way that you can do that. It's our feedback form. You can tweet at us at postshowrecaps. Mike is at a Mike Bloom type. I am at Round Howard. Uh, there's just so much going on here, Mike. Uh, that we gotta we gotta again uh, no 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 dilly dallying as we said last time we just got to get straight into the heart of the matter and we begin with the the shortest cold open yet which I think is a sign that there's just too much going on we just got to get right into it
1: would We're- you say the smallest cold open considering the person involved. Uh, yes, because there's a, there's a lot of little
0: Holly uh, who has not been blown up by the honey, uh by the Ray Zelinsky technology yet. Though I'm, I'm excited. I am I am excited. I was very excited at the start of this episode that she was at the at the top of the Ferris wheel with her parents. And she's like looking out in the distance. And we know that like the thing that she's seeing in the trees is probably the giant monster that's been created here in Hawkins. Uh And there was a, I, I turned to Mike. I was like, giant Holly versus the monster. Is it happening? Are we going to see big baby Holly? <laughs> and obviously, it didn't happen. Uh, but there's still a finale, Mike. It's not impossible. The, I, the way that Holly looked out into the distance at the tree, at those trees, it's like she knew what her destiny was. Just was. Saying
1: soon, yeah. and I just, I really wanted her to brandish a sword and just jump off that Ferris wheel yeah. and like do a tuck and roll and run into the woods. Baby it,
0: Holly battles the pink robots. You know, I, I want it so badly.
1: Also, so we get the the fun fair is really the centerpiece of a lot of stuff going on here. I was a bit confused that you know Mayor Klein went all out here. It's clear he spent the Russians' money. Well, he got the high school band to play, it's a good couple months after school ended. Josh, did they just like recruit the band to congregate once more to play? Well, this might special?
0: be like the the people who are super serious about band and they're gonna like go uh, into school for poor music. Poor Robin is an
1: abstention. Then,
0: yeah, well, she's got a job. She's got a job to do. Maybe she would have been there if she didn't get trapped in a Russian bunker. It's not impossible. Uh,
1: every excuse in the book. Every the band director excuse. is not pleased.
0: Every excuse in the book. Uh, but it's just a, a quick jaunt in the fair here uh, at uh, at Hawkins uh, in the Hawkins, Indiana. Uh, And it's quick and we see that the monsters are coming for our friends at Hopper's Cabin uh which which leads us in I, I think like it's it's a little harder to talk about this one specifically by story since the stories start weaving into each other a little bit this week mm-hmm. so we we won't go fully chronologically but let's let's talk about it in a way that that makes sense I think we should start with this first battle it's a very action heavy episode uh this it's a chess piece's episode but it's one that's like clearly like exciting like you know a, a, a bunch of different fights along the way some death uh, you know, some some wounds.
1: Yeah, it's like if you move chess pieces, but with pizzazz.
0: Yeah, with pizzazz. It's definitely a a chess pizzazz episode. Uh, the first fight of the hour is at Hop uh, Hop's cabin, where we've got uh, Elle talking to everybody about what she saw and that we've been seen, and everybody's like, "Wait, if if you if she if they know where you are, then they probably know where we are." And the fireworks are all happening outside, and they go and they look outside, Mike. And the the, the mind flare personified. I think we could just call this thing the mind flare. Yeah, we'll right? we call
1: it. It's it's like a an, it's like an emissary of the mind flare. It's a representative. I come on behalf of the mind flare. Yeah.
0: So this this flare type creature. Well, you know the, the the flare is is like rambling. It's like barreling towards the cabin. But the next time we go into the cabin and we're seeing them barricade the cabin, Mike. They're doing it at such a like a lackadaisical pace. <gasps> it's
1: like a hurricane's coming. Like, all right, I guess we'll board up the yeah, windows. Well, in a few
0: hours, this might be bad. All so, right, we need weapons. I you know.
1: we got the gun and the axe. Like Lucas didn't even take out his slingshot. Let's, he had axe duty this time.
0: Let's do this with purpose, but it's not that urgent. Like that's the speed at which they're moving. Yeah, uh, it's like you know, it's the, it's like the the sloth in Zootopia. Like you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna get the information, but it's gonna take forever. But it didn't feel like it matched the pace of the way that the flare was moving the flare felt like it was going to be there in 20 seconds they were like moving as if they had like a 10 minute head start
1: yeah uh, and plus the flare unlike some of the other creatures that they've encountered has multiple points of entry yeah can t- basically tendriled in the entire cabin and then create a nice little skylight to look through and take l
0: yeah they really did a, a remodeling job on on hopper's cabin uh hopper's gonna be pretty pissed off when he gets back after all of this uh, what did you think of this this fight? Did anything stand out to you? We've I got mean, we've got we've got uh we've got Nancy with the shotgun, Eleven with the superpowers. Yeah, I mean there
1: was only th- those were essentially the three Axe weapons, duty the three weapons they had. Yeah, and they they used them to you know middling effect. I mean, I just sort of like threw my hands up at one because I'm like, you know that you can. This creature is basically unkillable. Like, anytime you shoot it or you chop it or you kick it, it's just going to reform back into something else. Right. Uh, it's like Dustin. It's got bendy bones or lack of bones. Somehow, Lucas is able to uh, swing an axe and, you know, chop off one of the tendrils that's holding it Takes L. a few
0: hacks. You know, yeah. it's not like a, a super I, clean shot. I
1: will say, can I present a hot take here, even though he likes it cold? Uh, Lucas, LVP of the season... In my opinion, of, wow. the main, of the main cast members. L
0: V P, how come?
1: I just think everyone else You was, were
0: offended by the new Coke thing.
1: I mean that was oh uh, we have to we'll talk about that. We can
0: later. talk about that now if you're just upset it, about I it. I
1: mean it was just weird. It's very it's I mean, if if it's if the Waynes World scene of them eating and drinking all the sponsors like came to life but was trying to be sincere. I really cannot make heads or tails of it.
0: I can. The problem is is that Stranger Things, which began as like an indie art house project, essentially, uh, became the biggest show ever. And now uh, everybody wants a slice. Everyone wants to take a bite out of Stranger (laughs) Things, Mike. Uh, And so they got that sweet Coca-Cola money and they got to work them into the storyline. And that's why Stranger Things feels the way that it does over the past two seasons as opposed to how it felt in the first season. But it's just like I'm still the old man shouting at the clouds about this. I know, but that's like honestly, what's going on?
1: Well, uh, I under—I'm happy you took the Erica stance and explained the capitalist. It's a capitalism thing, yeah. But I, I would say that at least the other ones try to be subtle. This took a big old, mm, sharping underlined everything. Where they literally took thirty seconds out of the episode to have Lucas sit there and drink new Coke, and yeah. for them to argue the virtues of it. It just seems like if if you have to go out of your way for something like why new Coke like you you put the Burger King logo in frame for half a second you know you had you had L sitting in front of egos to meditate for some reason why did new Coke need to have the spotlight here and in such an awkward shoehorned fashion
0: Yeah, I think that the other thing that's going on here is I think clearly it's like it's a commercial spot is definitely what it feels like
1: Yeah, I felt but like I, we were taking an ad break in the middle. Yeah, but but, but,
0: I, but I think that they were also taking the opportunity to uh, to make. Make a comment about itself, about Stranger Things as an entity, uh, where where Lucas is drinking new Coke and his argument in favor is, it's delicious. The original was classic, no question, but the remake is sweeter, bolder, better. Uh, and clearly, Stranger Things is a send-up of so many great things from the 1980s, uh, and I feel like this is the moment where they're saying... All that stuff is classic. All that stuff is great. But then it kind of like pops out its chest. is like, but come on. Look at us. But look at us. Why do you
1: do that in the middle of your penultimate episode? I and I know. agree. This is the most meta the show has ever been to the point where the shot had Lucas literally like looking almost in the camera at Mike as if breaking down that fourth wall like when Elle threw Billy through that wall back at the pool. It just it felt like so out of place that I don't know it just really sets. in the
0: ad- future in the future Mike Bloom what's going to happen is there's going to be more commercials baked into TV shows in as direct a way as what we see in this moment and streaming services like Netflix much in the way where you can like click skip intro or even on YouTube where you can skip an ad you'll be able to skip the ad scene that's my prediction <laughs> for the future of the medium
1: uh-huh, interesting I wonder if there's a thing where you can eventually set your tastes as to what you like and don't like and if you say I don't like gore. Netflix will say, "Please skip all of Stranger Things season three because yeah. there is a lot going on here."
0: <laughs> I'm not against advertising. Clearly, we
1: do it here, uh, but I feel like
0: be candid about it, be upfront yeah. about it. Like it's like, I, and well, no, you're, no.
1: here's it, the thing: it's 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 not necessarily be upfront about it. It's actually the opposite for me. It's like try to at least tie it into what's going right, on. Sure, sure. Don't or stuff. be
0: be subtle about it if it's in if it's in your art. Like I feel like um, it was it, this isn't a great example, but an Iron Man in the first one. Stark, he comes back, he wants a hamburger, and so he comes in and he's eating Burger King. Like it's a little ham fisted, but at least like it's baked. Hamburger into fisted? Hamburger fisted, ham fisted. Uh shout out once again to my man Antonio. Uh I I don't know. I, I thought I thought it was a little ridiculous, uh, but I think that they're also trying to make a commentary on I mean, the, the nature of the show. It
1: was so on the nose that, like Bruce, the nose was promptly broken with yeah. a bunch of black goose spewing out. But, but, <laughs>
0: but Lucas chopping a tendril of the mind Flayer isn't enough to offset the new Coke commercial for you. Because that's literally all that he. Cool did enough. this entire season? What if getting- his firework plan? out? Uh, if
1: his firework plan pays off? Then maybe, maybe I will take back my comment. But I would say after seven episodes, because that's sort of you know we're doing one of the purpose why we're doing this is to uh, you know give our thoughts after each episode. That's why one thing I was particularly wrong about. I'm sure we'll get into. Sure, sure. Uh, I think Lucas for me is holding the LVP spot, though we shall see. It Honestly, it's between him and Will. I was going to say point. for me, it's unfortunately it's
0: Will. Uh, and I love Noah Schnapp. I think he's great. Uh, I loved him in the first two seasons. He did some really incredible stuff in season two. Just don't really seem to know what to do with him other than give him like the Peter tingle, like his yeah, Spidey he's, sense. He's the, he's
1: the mind flare alarm at this point. Yeah. Like, oh, mind flares like, in the
0: radius. <laughs> it's cold. Guys, it's cold. Like, yeah, no, we all feel that. Like, it's just like a little chilly he's in the coming. room. Yes, we're aware. Yeah, we're aware. <laughs> it's a little drafty. It's nighttime, Will. Uh, he's just like the, the temp- you know, the thermometer at this point, the group thermometer, and it's just, I don't know. He's yeah. just not, he doesn't he's have like, a story he's anymore. He's the
1: group weather app. And he I don't had know a good story
0: earlier in the season where it was like this idea of like, you guys are growing up and I'm not, but that's been completely abandoned.
1: Yeah. Which, which things because I do think that It's not like they've skewed character development whatsoever, because there has been a good amount of character development in this episode, particularly that I'm sure we're going to get into from a relationship perspective. But yeah, we had such a great scene with Will in episode three, being like, "I thought we were gonna, you know, hang out in my basement playing video games forever, and maybe we'll touch back upon it." But yeah, if we're if we're tracking the uh, the race to the bottom here for LVP, I gotta say it's two members of the party at this point. I don't know if it's just an unfortunate consequence of when you keep adding characters to an ensemble and giving them things to do, other characters are going to be inevitably pushed to the sidelines, in which I feel like both of them have. It's a sad situation, because I feel like Noah Schnapp and Caleb Caleb McLaughlin are both great. But we have one more episode. We'll see. But at the moment, I would say uh, they are not... They're far from the MVPs when it comes to this season and the storyline in particular. Fair enough. All right, so they're
0: fighting, and uh, the two tendrils come in. The one tendril comes from Nancy. Eleven's able to destroy it. It's pretty, pretty gnarly. Then the two come in. She's able to take care of that. Then another one comes in and grabs Eleven by the leg, and that proves to be pretty fateful for the end of the episode. Uh, but she's not immediately subdued. She's not immediately succumbing to whatever's going on with her by the end of the episode because she is able to bounce back from it. Quickly, she like swivels around. She turns onto her back. She uses her psychic powers to rip the monster's like head in half.
1: Yeah, which that so, was
0: nice. That was cool. So
1: I guess the question is because again, I'm trying to figure out how do you destroy this thing. and That's not
0: going to do it. Well, obviously,
1: it, it incapacitated it though, right? Because they were able to get away in the car without the monster really pursuing it. Maybe it decided at that point, like, no, we'll just send Billy. Billy will find her.
0: Well, I think that it's the it's the kind of thing where we've seen it. Like, it gets it gets like kind of wounded and it needs to regroup. Like it's. It's been mm-hmm. bested by Eleven in this way before, like, at the hospital. And then it, like, had to slither down the drain and, and start getting its thing back So together. it's
1: sort of like the Mind flare equivalent of going to Bradley's Big Buy yeah. and stocking up on supplies. Yeah, which
0: is what everybody does. And it's a, a nice return to Bradley's Big Buy from Season 1. That's Glad a good, they fixed
1: that window. Good callback. <laughs> which this. Nancy promptly breaks again. <laughs>
0: uh, I was sad that we didn't get enough in the egos department. In this. that would have been a good callback. Uh, but everyone's here. Everyone notices that Elle has, like, it's like she's stepped into a bear trap. It's really bad. Yeah what happened to her her leg
1: gnarly gnarly wound which will definitely you know once we see that goo blood pan out it's bad uh again another reason why lucas and will are co-lvp so far yeah what did they they like just like plop like totally useless stuff well they they and they think that bowls are located in, in the, the cereal aisle <laughs> god
0: I you mean, know what? Like, i'm a little dumb at the grocery store myself but not that dumb that was but they're kids they're kids who am i, you know, I, I just said that i guess this is them. Like, if you
1: send like two prepubescent boys to find like okay what do i use both for cereal they're Got teenagers it. what are you gonna do i guess so That's just weird logic and for kids they're supposed to be super smart it just seems very like book smarts versus street but smarts they
0: find me. the fireworks there uh, satan's baby Oh, baby. Uh, So Satan's child
1: is going to be... uh, Is this Chekhov Satan's baby at this point? The question I'm going to ask you, Josh, is of our crew here, who is most likely to arts themselves in the finale with this dynamite? Who's going to
0: mishandle the dynamite? Uh, well, that would have been uh, a great. I mean, it's a great spot for Murray, is it not? <laughs> I mean, Murray. If there's a Doctor Arst of the of the Stranger <laughs> Things cast, it's absolutely Murray. Yeah, considering at this how much point. he talks, he
1: talks down to people. He's very. like... I mean, I guess dismissive. Mr. Clark,
0: but he hasn't really been in the show, so I'm I'm not that worried about Mr. Clark at this point. He was just in a you know an episode a while back, and we haven't seen him since. Uh, but he is actually a teacher, as was uh, Leslie Arst. Um, I think I think that no one's gonna blow themselves up unless it's like a sacrifice play, and if it's a sacrifice play that's probably like a hopper move and yeah. i don't think that this show is ballsy enough to hopper do would like, like that.
1: swallow gunpowder. like no i got it yeah i'm the bomb now yeah yeah that's not gonna happen though he's gonna be fine no uh
0: so yeah so they're gonna they've got the the fireworks They they think that they're gonna have a good plan with all of that uh they're all still concerned about Eleven's uh wound max is taking point on this because she's a skateboarder she knows how to clean a wound uh, i don't think that she's ever been messed up this badly
1: i don't If it did, it
0: happened in the off-season.
1: Did you ever see Brink? I mean, that girl, when she, like, uh, slid down the gravel, got, like, pretty screwed up. She got put on bed rest for a while, almost missed the big tourney.
0: I suppose. uh, We just haven't seen that on Stranger Things. Uh, And it feels like only, like, you know... Half a year, a little more, has passed since the end of season two. Between season two and season three, right? Like, it hasn't been more than that.
1: I had a question about that as well. Like, obviously, the mind flare has. It's now... either half. It's either half a year or it's a year and a half. It's not a year and a half. Like, I think it's half a year. Yeah. Because I think it's it's the last year was 1984, hence the uh the election signs out. So I'm assuming it's it's summer 1985. I had a question about that actually, because now that the mind flare has come back to prominence, why did he'd lie so dormant for six months.
0: He was just boosting up strength.
1: Because, I mean, we knew that, like, the smoke left Well, They talked about this, and, you know, it seemed to just hang out in the steelworks for some time. Was there any particular reason why the summer breeze happened to bring in this new motive for the, the Mind Flayers? Because, portion? like,
0: he was recharging while he while he liked it cold, you so know? He was getting
1: his eight AA batteries. He was
0: recharging in the winter, and then the spring came, and he wasn't quite fully charged because he, he needed more time. Uh, and then it came down to summer, and he likes it cold, and it's too hot, so he needs to start making his move.
1: <laughs> so he said, "It's too hot for me to stay here. I need to move around a yeah, bit. Yeah,
0: Got to get it going on." Uh, so everybody's kind of trying to figure out what's going on there. We'll we'll get back to what's happening at Big Buy in a second. Uh, let's let's check in with the Scooper Troopers uh they're dustin and erica are driving steve and robin out of the russian bunker uh these two are effectively useless because they're so drugged out of their
1: mind and i love it's a nice microcosm for stranger things especially in the early seasons when i was like the kids know everything and the older people know nothing like it was a nice thing of you know erica and dustin having to be the parents to the point where dustin says i'm never gonna have children
0: dustin and erica at the you know they're not out of the woods yet but at least they get out of the base without any trouble yeah. They it, got in and out of there with, like, Dustin and Erica, MVPs.
1: Yeah, uh, quite yeah, quite the opposite. They were able to sneak back into a Russian base, like, outsmart several covert agents, grab their friends, and be able to make it back without, like, a scratch on them. Uh, even though Steve is getting just thrown around that elevator, whether going up or down, when he was trying to surf on that cart, and Robin just completely pulled it out from under him. Yeah. Uh, I, I honestly could have watched an entire episode with hi Robin and Steve
0: it was good but I mean what we got was really great uh, we'll, we'll get to that in, in literally just a couple minutes uh, if, if not fewer uh, they get out of there they, they get to the theater uh, they get deposited at back to the future which is fun uh, just imagining uh, Steve and Robin in that context having to, to watch back to the future and try to process the time travel storyline uh, watching them do it was very very funny yes um, and it, it leads to the great call between mike and dustin mike and and l are back at the at the big buy and mike is too uh too chicken uh to use a word that marty mcfly hates that old people use yeah he's too chicken to tell l how he truly feels so he says you know there's a word There's a word that people think that you know dude, don't, don't don't try to get
1: a person with limited vocabulary to play password mike. dude you faced down
0: literal monsters you can say the l word Be in touch with your feelings.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the issue is that he's in touch with his feelings, but when it's, he's like in the heat of passion and he's not exactly riding an adrenaline high at the moment, uh, so... I mean, he promptly, I would say he gets blocked here by Dustin, but let's face it, he wasn't going to say the word. He
0: wasn't going to say the words. That wasn't going to happen for him. But it's its a sweet moment all the same, uh, but it gets interrupted by Dustin, who's, you know, having a hard time communicating through the radio. Uh, but the Back to the Future score is playing in the background, like the urgency of one of those classic calls between Doc Brown and Marty McFly. <laughs> it's really funny, even with Dustin. Like, it's, it's like the, the Stranger Things equivalent of, it's the Libyans! It's the goddamn Russians! <laughs> so funny. I loved it. I thought that was a really really great scene yeah uh but dustin gets off the call he's low battery erica has no batteries because she is not a nerd or at least she's not willing to admit <laughs> that yet. just
1: carrying <laughs> Carry batteries everywhere makes sense i mean it made sense back then especially considering that we now live in an age where like everything is is chargeable right it would make sense that, like i think even an avid game boy user would like carry a bunch of double a's on them just yeah. in, in, a, in a happenstance so it makes sense uh though now i understand like I mean I guess the consequence of being it's so in communication with everyone at all times uh which was a rarity for that time is that you need to carry around a
0: buttload of batteries. A buttload with you. of batteries. Yes. Uh touch my buttload of batteries. Uh they've lost track of Steve and Robin, but Mike Bloom thankfully we have not. Uh though it it would it would appear that we were not seeing clearly all along. There is a, a a really intense, uh, unexpected scene. That's a real, I loved this scene quite a bit. I
1: would say this is great. My favorite scene of the, of the season.
0: Wow. It was fun. It was, it was really great, really well acted. I think really important, uh, the reveal where, you know, all along we're kind of thinking that Steve and Robin are moving into being a thing that Steve is going to, you know, move past Nancy Wheeler because he's going to embark on this romance with Robin. Turns out that's not really going to happen. Uh, you know, he starts to articulate. They both, first of all, they, they're they both trying to process back to the future. They stare up at the ceiling. It makes them feel very vomity, very pukey. Oh, they
1: should not have done that. Well, no,
0: it was good. They go and they puke their guts out and they're not drugged anymore. The Russians suck, man. Like, that's all you need to do to get done with the truth, <laughs> serum. You just got to boot it up a little bit.
1: Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I, I feel like, I, yeah. I at every like, turn, the Russians
0: are losing. I me. feel
1: like if you're in for a good time, you shouldn't do that. But if you want to willingly flush something out of your system, it does make sense. It's, yeah. a, nice, it's a nice little ipecac.
0: Nice little ipecac. Um, uh, and so they go and they throw up and uh, they talk about their feelings and Steve talks about how he used to be in love with Nancy Wheeler but he's not anymore because I met this cool girl and I, I should have been paying attention to her and she was front of me the whole time and I've laughed more this summer than I've ever laughed and why aren't you talking to me? I keep talking about this feeling and you're not responding to me and what's going on on the other side of the thing? And he slides down on the dirty floor and she's like, this floor is disgusting says, yeah, well, I'm covered in blood and puke anyway, so it really doesn't matter, which I thought was fun. Uh, and it's it's great, especially, like, when you think back on the way that that scene plays out, like, as he's making that declaration, her reactions, Maya Hawk just acts the hell out of oh, her reactions. she has this, a
1: really great moment where there's a shot of her just, like, collapsing in on herself, and you think it's her being like, oh, my God, he finally likes me after I like him, and it turns out, like, no, she's like, oh, my God, but it's I like can't a, believe it's, this. it's,
0: like, a complicated thing, because, like, clearly, like, she knows, like, oh, this is, this is terrible, because, like... Uh, he's misread signs and like, this is going to be a very difficult conversation for, for me to have. She says to him, like, if I tell you, you know, who I really am, you might not even want to be friends with me. So obviously she's very nervous about it. Uh, and it's, it's obviously such a personal thing that she's about to come out to Steve. Uh, but, like, there's also, like, the piece of it, like, when he's describing how much that she's l- made him laugh and how much he's enjoyed her. Like, there's this look of, like, genuine, like, happiness on her face. Yeah. And I think that that plays in really well with the storyline that she's been having about feeling like an outsider, feeling like she doesn't really belong. Like, she talked about in that past episode um, where she, you know, she talks about how, like, she didn't fit in at school. And that was part of why she was, like, kind of infatuated with him as a, as a cool kid. Like, it makes a lot of that stuff make sense. Like, the sort of feeling of being a miss. Fit and she hasn't found someone that she like likes or anything like that. But well, she has, she
1: has Tammy Thompson.
0: She she's found a friend. She's found like somebody who she never in a million years would have imagined would be like somebody that she could be close to. Uh, and that coming together is really great. How she de- how she describes like I wasn't obsessed with you uh, because I liked you. I was obsessed with you because I couldn't understand why Tammy Thompson liked you.
1: <laughs> I cu- I was obsessed with Mrs. Clickety Clackety. I know. I Couldn't
0: understand how a woman could also be a train. Yeah. But Tammy liked you, and I didn't get it. You got bagel crumbs everywhere. You're a douchebag. But Tammy liked you, and I don't understand. And he's like, but Tammy's a girl. Ron's like, yeah. And he's like, oh shit.
1: And this is again to your point of last episode. This is woke Steve Harrington. Woke Steve
0: Harrington, <laughs> she, where he like he takes a moment to process it because he's just like confessed his feelings for her, uh, and so like he he's processing, it and that's what he says. He's like I'm just thinking a little bit, and then like very quickly he's just like. All right, so that's it. And I'm thrilled that like at the very least we clearly are connecting as humans. Uh, and like the music soars in the background as they're talking about how Tammy Thompson sings like a Muppet. Yeah. Tommy Thompson for the Wanda. Yeah, let's get Tammy Thompson up in the house, get her a Wombat hat. And they're both just cracking up as they're singing in Muppet voice together. <sighs> uh, and it's just, it's a really lovely moment. And I think it's a really great moment to have on a show like stranger things. That's so widely seen. Um, and I'm really thrilled that it exists. I think that this was a, a really great scene.
1: This was beautifully paced as well. Like, yes, it sat in it, literally. They were sitting in it, both puke and the uh, the timing of it all. But I think it purposely unfolded in such a, a good way. Because it really you know i do feel like stranger things makes no matter what age you are you hearken back to certain elements from uh your childhood i mean we saw the gravitron again josh much to your chagrin. i know
0: and it worked out better for these people ah, briefly i mean there
1: was a handle I mean, you know, we saw a hand hand hold, which is uh you, you got you got you even
0: lost hold of your uh yeah. your chinese food lunch. no one no they no one puked off of the gravitron at least as far as we saw
1: but i think that uh, this was just a really important character moment and at the end of the day yes there are some fun horror things and there are some funny moments but at the end of the day what people became Came obsessed with with the show back in 2016 is the characters is this group of people that these are these for lack of a better term lovable losers sorry erica but they really are across the board in some way shape or form and these were two people just taking a second to just talk through like their relationships the differing feelings they have before each other and other people i thought the coming out part of it was really great i mean i totally agree that it's great to see this representation this also feels like something that wasn't necessarily for lack of a better term, out yeah. in 80s pop culture. So again, to your point about the overt Lucas New Coke scene, it's really the Duffer Brothers saying like, this is not an 80s thing set in the 80s. This is a 21st century thing set in the 80s. So we can take liberties to showcase certain things that they weren't be- they weren't able to put up back then. I really just loved how this contextualized Robin's character even more. We've gotten to know so much about her over the past two episodes that have really just painted this really fascinating three-dimensional portrait of a person that we've only seen in a season that I find absolutely fascinating, and Curry and Maya Hawk just
0: they were great they're so great They're clearly the like having so much fun with each other, and that really plays. My favorite part of it is is like the, the moment afterwards where they're both like laughing about Tammy Thompson and they're just like instantly like talking like they're best friends and they're just cracking up. I think that that's a really happy ending for, for Steve Harrington. Uh, I mean, I imagine he's going to survive the season. I imagine that Robin's going to survive the season as well I'd be very shocked and devastated if we lost. Either of them at this point. Um, but I, I feel like for them, like it feels like a happy ending for, for Steve's arc through the three seasons so far. Yeah. Right? Where like he, you know, he fell in love authentically and like was able to like, ha- like win somebody over authentically. He lost that person. He was able to find friendship in a completely different type of person in Dustin. He's, you know, very happily owning that friendship. But as far as like being like a young adult, very adrift. And making a friend who is very different from, from who he is in a lot of like surface detail ways and in a lot of meaningful ways as well. But being able to, to just like have somebody from a world that you know two years earlier uh steve harrington steve the hair harrington most popular kid in school never would have imagined Yeah, we, we got a nice uh,
1: tommy h reference another season one callback
0: you know so i i think that's great i think that that's really really well done and just the way that that friendship is portrayed i'm, I'm really happy with that and yeah it, it was it was nice it was not what i expected at all and i thought that it, it delivered one of the one of the one of the finer moments of uh of the season so far for and,
1: me and i love it because you're speaking of that transition where steve you know i think he's trying to figure out who is steve harrington outside of high school where he was the big man on campus and i think he had a good hold of that even if billy did challenge it in season two but now that he's out he's a uh, he's on the uss butterscotch and uh-huh, yeah. an ice cream sea an ocean yeah. of flavor and they're doesn't... still in the scoops ahoy out i know by the way. I, but that's the thing i wonder if joe Curry and my hawk were like you know what it's worth it for this awesome tease scene to stay in the damn same sailor outfit for the entire season of Stranger Things. It's amazing, but it's it's fascinating because I think that what Steve's trying to figure out is like some of the things that he felt like he needed in high school, like to be you know popular and the big man on campus like having a girlfriend he's realizing that like he doesn't necessarily need those things i think he talks in, either in this episode or the last one about how like dustin feels like he needs to find his susie he needs to be in a relationship and i think maybe what him and the duffer brothers have settled on in this outcome is maybe he doesn't maybe he's someone who just needs a friend who needs a companion and he's found the weirdest of companions but they're essentially you know they make him who he is and they make him happy and that's a really cool way to end things. In a show where I malign the fact that they are continuously pairing characters off, this was a huge swerve that I could not be happier about. Yeah,
0: it was great. It was great. Uh, so there's a lot at the carnival to talk about. Uh, First of all, we get some like just like straight up information for clearly where things are going to be heading into the finale where they're going to try and infiltrate the base. Right. Hopper and Joyce want to want to make sure that they can't open the gate. And it's going to it's like a two key situation. It's like the nuclear codes. There's a vault that has a a famous number as the code, and there's two keys in there, and they're going to need to both turn keys simultaneously. So somehow that's going to go wrong, obviously.
1: But not only are they going to do that, but apparently Alexei and Murray were coming up with, Alexei came up with this plan B, or I guess an an addendum to plan A, which is not only are we going to turn it off, but if we turn it off, the Russians are just going to turn it back on. Anyway, we're going to have to destroy Destroy it. And I don't know if that happens to involve the, you know, 15 pounds of gunpowder that might be yeah, coming their direction. That's a good call yeah uh but i think that you know there is apparently a plan to not only you know turn this thing off but to actually do some nice little blow ups in the season finale well
0: they also have a you know a walking talking bomb in the form of l you know if they yeah. can get l recovered by by then you know she can i mean it would just it would just be the season two finale again just to have her like go up to the to, to the key and just destroy it, uh, so that would be frustrating. I I hope that they do something a little more clever, or at least a little more different uh, than just leaning on the L thing again. But uh, you know, I'm I'm impressed would by some the of L what Strange is doing. But. Would you say
1: the L thing doesn't have a leg to stand on?
0: Oh no, but you just did, and I support it. I support what <laughs> can, you said.
1: Can we talk about Murray? now coming into his role truly as like the matchmaker matchmaker make (laughs) make me yeah he's got his yenta hat on uh his yenta daisy dukes and i think this is where he sort of like becomes the audience analog because this is a very similar role that he filled with nancy and jonathan last season much to your chagrin of him just being like saying it blatantly like look you two have a lot of sexual chemistry that you need to get out right now it was
0: very creepy then because they were children you know, they're they're teenagers, but they're kids, and he's a grown-up, and it was weird, and he gave them vodka, and it was strange, and it was creepy, and I still don't like it. It's less creepy here and more comedic, uh, because they are adults, and they've been screaming at each other all season, and they've been doing, like, the, the honeymooner thing, but it's the honeymooner thing that still makes it a little scary for me, and not, like, totally healthy. So I, I still don't necessarily love uh, the way that, like, it, it it's like the Game of Thrones thing, Mike, uh, where, like, with the finale. I'm 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 pretty good with the destinations for most of the things that happen in Game of Thrones. No spoilers for Game of Thrones. I'm pretty good with everything that happened with where characters landed and where stories landed. But it was like the how you got there really it makes me scratch my head. And so like I'm good with like Hopper and Joyce moving into this place, but the way that they put them there uh, throughout this season of them just like <laughs> screaming at each other at every turn, uh, just strange strange choices. Though who, I suppose who, it is Stranger Things.
1: Who better to save the season than? We- will the wise (laughs) i know yeah i I mean murray is essentially being cupid here but a very forceful cupid in both scenarios i mean here he really again if we're talking about underlining things they really underline things here with murray essentially listing out all of the problems that each of them have with relationships i do love hopper's big "Whoa!" whoa in response to uh to you know murray calling them out the Alexi-Murray relationship, I think one of the reasons why we miss Alexi is because he built a really fun rapport with Murray. The two of them giggling like school children in the back when it turns out that, you know, they actually didn't have sex yet. Uh, it, it, those were some fun moments. I'm, I'm just grateful for it because, again, I was not, I'm, have not been a huge fan of this will-there-or-won't-they aspect. And to have somebody speak for us in the scene and call it out as blatant as it may be just feels cathartic to me.
0: It was good. And they talk about it a little bit, too, once they get to the fair. And they're at the fair... And they go to the Gravitron, and the Gravitron, nobody pukes. Whoever they had uh,
1: piloting the Gravitron. <laughs> put that brazen carney
0: here's, here's my bold prediction for season four. That character is going to be an important character who is going to get all sorts of time in the spotlight. Because strange. going to be the
1: Erica? Yes,
0: yes. <laughs> Yes, the Gravitron Lady is going to be uh, the new breakout character of Stranger Things, Death and we're going to D- see her again in y- season four. There's going
1: to be one scene. Time stamp Dust- this. Yeah, where Dustin's working with her, and she says, "You realize that you are a person who dawdles too." Yeah, you 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 blame people for not committing, but you yourself cannot commit.
0: We're gonna. She's going to become possessed by the Mind Flayer in season four. or Some dumb thing like that. <laughs> Stranger Things loves to just like respond to an audience favorite. No, movie. more like season that. Season
1: four, Mind Flayer is going to turn into the trees. That's you know? what the trees are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: the the trees are gonna fight back. Uh, so they're on the gravitron. They they hold hands and it's cute. Meanwhile, uh, Ale- well, I also
1: I will say um, yeah. we talked about the Wheelers in the cold open, but I just love Karen Wheeler lambshame and being like. I don't know where the kids are. I'm sure they're up to no good. They're wandering around, I'm sure, and, be- and completely fine.
0: One episode left and still no Karen Wheeler story other than just, like, enjoying the fair.
1: Yeah, this has been a weird... It feels like we've seen three different Karen Wheelers this season. Maybe that's the big grand unifying theory is that there's actually three Karen I Wheelers. I wish that we
0: had something to do with her. I'd love, to, I'd love to see, like, an actual story for Karen Wheeler. It would be great. Uh, it doesn't seem like that's going to happen unless uh, some, something truly amazing happens and Holly does turn into a baby uh, monster-fighting uh, giant. Uh, at which point uh, Karen would have to have a say in the matter. Uh, so you would hope so. She'd probably have a nice heart-to-heart
1: with Big Holly. Yeah. I'm, I'm Listen, gonna... <laughs> just because <laughs> yeah. you're big doesn't mean you can't crush people's feelings as well as their bodies. Yeah.
0: You're big, but their hearts are small. <laughs> the power you wield... It is too great. Uh, I want, her leg. Yeah, I want to see that. I want to see that very badly. Uh, so, Alexi and Murray, they go out to the carnival because uh, Alexi wants to... He After he helps them with all of this, he wants to become an American. He wants to join in on the fun. Murray says, who said he yeah, had to be an American have fun? Uh, and so, they go out and they're having a great time. And Alexi's rocking the darts. The game is rigged, man. But it doesn't look rigged to Alexi, who's able to win a gigantic Woody Woodpecker. Sweet callback. Uh... But unfortunately, earlier, uh, Mayor Klein spotted Hopper and Joyce, called in the Ruskies. Uh, yeah, and- so this
1: is the whole thing about him sending out these forces, uh, McGruff the crime dog included, was like, do you think it was like complete BS or do you think they were just couldn't find him and Klein just happened to run into him here so he had to call him Yeah, jail. I think that's what happened. I think that, I think he called
0: it in and he said, I saw him, I got him, you gotta come here now and... uh there you go. It's it's a bad it's a bad way to go for poor Alexei with one silenced bullet to the
1: chest. How much do we blame Murray for this?
0: Um I mean Alexey's his own person, he chose to go out.
1: Right, but I don't I mean, think
0: Murray Murray hasn't encountered the Russian like assassin yet. So that's not, like, a really real threat for him. Right. Uh, But he is very, like, conspiratorially minded. So you would think that he'd be more paranoid than going out into the middle of the crowd.
1: Yeah, I would say a surprising lapse in judgment for him. Concerned that this is the guy who, like, blanched at the idea of Hopper giving away Murray's phone number. Exactly, yeah. That, you know, to have him be like, yeah, sure, we can go into the carnival. Oh, no, you, you leave for a little bit. It just felt like... I don't know. It it felt slightly out of character, but maybe he was riding a high from being able to be on the button with Hopper and Joyce that he was just like completely in a daze. Yeah,
0: I think it's possible. Either way, R.I.P. Russian Bob. We knew you a little bit. So Seemed like a sweet guy. I like this a lot better than what they did to Sean Astin in season two, I will say. It's yeah,
1: basically the same thing, but better. Let's talk about that, because you and I talked about that a little bit offline. I know you are uh, staunchly against what they did that was really stupid. with Bob. Yeah. So how would you compare the two? The way these two quote-unquote superheroes went out? Well,
0: I think that they both, you know, Bob dies, like, you know, he, he gets a glimpse of the woman that he loves, he's done something heroic, but he dies not sacrificing himself. He dies because they write him to be stupid enough to just like stop and smell the roses in that moment mm. and he just gets you know destroyed by demodogs like by
1: the way no he
0: just gets destroyed by demodogs because they had him dopey enough to just stand there and be like oh Joyce I can't believe I get to be with you ah, demidogs. <laughs> it's just really lazy and, and shoddily done and just like clearly we just need to kill an, a, a character who's emotionally tethered to some of these people so that you feel charged going into the, to the final push uh, which I think was just was really not well done uh, with with Alexi I think that Alexi also. Also makes a mistake by going out into the crowd uh, and clearly Murray makes a mistake as well by allowing it to happen but it feels like it's more of a human thing there isn't like the pressing like uh the 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 agent is right there they haven't been like in the thick of uh the fight with the agent right away alexi doesn't have any reason yet to think that he seems like a fairly naive guy like Mm -hmm. like like a really sweet guy obviously a brilliant man uh but maybe like a bit socially naive and like a big dreamer uh and and socially awkward and, and maybe doesn't fully understand that like he, there's a, a threat against his life uh, that he hasn't said anything that would tip off that he has uh, betrayed the Russians or anything like that. So there isn't that same kind of imminent threat on his life, the way that there were actively just demodogs at the door for Bob. Um, and I love the way that they portrayed it, too. It was so violent with Bob and not that I'm opposed uh, to, to violence if it's got meaning. Yeah, if Otherwise, you want
1: to watch season three. <laughs> You know if it if if it's got meaning, if it's
0: got power behind it, but if it's just violence to you know be violent. Uh, you know that has less meaning for me and that's less exciting Uh, it, or if it's going to be violence just to be violent at least be innovative and cool uh, and I think that the way that they do it here with Alexi like they slow you down they put you in his head you like watch the world stop spinning and this is this man who's just had like this yeah, dream I of being I thought he got injected really, with truth serum for a second yeah he, he just like had these big dreams of like now I'm going to like get to kind of like live a life that is without this burden of this great thing this great horrible thing that I've been working on and he's just had this big you know personal personal win. That doesn't really matter at all, but he just won an American game uh, and he, he's thinking about all of the slushies he's going to be able to drink without, you know, with, with full impunity uh, and he gets shot out of nowhere and called a traitor and like, you just like, you literally see the life drain out of him slowly mm. from his point of view. And I thought it was artfully done uh, at mm. least compared to how they did it to, to, to Sean Aston. Right. But, but I think that it's, you know, it was, it was effectively the same thing. It yeah. Was, it was basically the same exact thing.
1: And what I will say is a different
0: code of paint. And I like this coat of paint better.
1: And I think the difference as well is that I think uh in building out Bob the entire season up to that point, it was a much higher high to a much lower low. Whereas I feel like we're going over a smaller hill with Alexi to the point where I don't think we're uh busting open our leg anytime soon. With Bob, it was a pretty nasty fall. Alexi, like we said, we 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 liked him, but we only got to know him over a few episodes, and so it was a little bit less of like a oh my god, this beloved character. It was more like, oh, I liked him. And look what happened. Also, uh, I mean, the people of Hawkins—they were so enraptured by this fun fair. Good on Mayor Klein for them not to notice the man walking through the fair with a silencer silence pistol. Yeah. So he's dead,
0: and the the Terminator is there, and there's a big fight scene with Hopper and the Terminator, and it's cool. Yeah,
1: I, I do. I, I was trying to remember uh, if there were any other pop culture pieces that have like big blowouts in fun houses i know there was an episode of the simpsons that did it but i can't remember anything else but i thought it i'm was
0: sure like a lot of horror stuff that i'm not yeah, thinking i think of there right was
1: now. actually an, a horror movie from the 80s called fun house okay like, <laughs> the fun house uh but i think there's a really fun sort of also mirroring moment quite literally uh with the pulsing lights in the mirror room that very much echoed you know when the um the, the monster shows up with yeah, the pulsing yeah lights There there's some really nice effects with the mirrors themselves uh and you know hopper i'm glad he was able to he thought he got in one over on arnie turns out arnie was smart and brought a bulletproof vest so he is not dead yet you should have aimed for the head (laughs) snap go back to uh that'd be interesting that would have been an interesting way to end the season if everyone turned to the mind flare ash
0: oh my god please no I can't just stay in the 80s. We can't uh, Tharnos. I mean, I guess like they could throw it back to the comic book. They could make the but let's not do it. Let's not do Stranger Things. Yeah, I'd rather War. have Secret
1: Wars than Infinity. War yeah. At this
0: point. Yeah. Uh, but the fun house action scene is cool. People are getting, you know, punched in the face and thrown into mirrors and shot in the chest and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Hopper doing what Hopper does best. Uh, and so he uh, he and, and everybody they're in the they're in the car on their way to, to get to the Russian base after this brief layover at the carnival. Um, also, Joyce, gets to punch Mayor Klein in the face and kick him in the balls and that was cool.
1: Again, I think we should add this to the uh, light motifs of Stranger Things Season 3 getting hit in the groin.
0: Yeah, it's the thing. Man gets hit in the <laughs> groin by, by football. Uh, <laughs> never fails to make you laugh.
1: Exactly. Give that woman a $10,000. It was
0: good. Uh, so all roads are leading to the Starcourt Mall. Um, you know, there's the, there's the new Coke scene that we talked about already that leads to Eleven. Uh, she's been looking for Dustin. She sees that he's at the mall. We know that Dustin and is at the mall uh he and and everybody are trying to to uh, avoid the Russians at the theater uh, it's not going well they're almost caught uh, and then eleven and everybody show up in the nick of time and eleven just like de- defeats these people just crushes literally crushes them with a car
1: yeah I don't think I'll ever look at uh, one of those like uh car samples in the mall the same way again and before the gate just being Completely hurled into a mob of Russians by eleven. Uh, I just loved also the her like doing a nice little snappy action movie thing by causing drawing their attention with the car alarm first before promptly crushing them.
0: it's a great. Well, that's a great callback to earlier in the season, like where Dustin was surprised by you know that for his homecoming. That's right? true. Uh, and yeah, why he's... didn't she
1: send all the KB toys robots? To <laughs> that would have been
0: fun. That would have been great. That would have been really really amazing. Uh, but maybe maybe they're saving that for the finale. I hope so. That would be great.
1: Oh my god, uh, that robot be re- up. Yeah. Against the Terminator, this needs to happen. Well, I think,
0: like, really using the mall. I hope we get to see some some really great utility of the mall. Uh, yeah, especially uh, like
1: the... considering that they like pumped out like, oh, Sam Goody, uh, you know, uh, limited 2. Aren't these fun throwback stores? Like, let's let's have everything come to life to remind us how lively malls used to be.
0: Well, I hope I hope that they can find some clever uses of the stuff. I mean, the next episode is the Battle of Starcourt, uh, so you would, you would hope that they're actually going to you know
1: utilize the space a little bit. We'll see um i love everybody reuniting uh, i love yeah like that sorkin back and forth between everybody as they nobody's really that's listening. high
0: praise to call it Sorkian. Uh,
1: this is the the high i mean i would say this is like newsroom sorkin yeah. maybe not like westwick sorkin uh but I, I do love the fact that like nobody's really listening to each other and they each have really big things to talk about and the fact that also robin has no idea who 11 is and, oh and- she's
0: got superpowers she's got what well, she's got superpowers she moves things in her mind try and keep up this is the least
1: kept secret in Hawkins at this point. It's so funny. I mean, at this point, there's going to be a statue built of her by the end of the season. Like, yeah. she's going to become the new mayor of... That's my big prediction. Mayor for, Eleven? That's that's my prediction for the season finale. You know what? Let's lock it in. Mayor Eleven. Oh, my by, God. By the end of season three.
0: Yeah, I like it. Uh, but poor Eleven, I mean, she's got to survive what's coming next. The episode ends, and the bite wound has has escalated. It's not good. She's doing poorly. Not great, Russian Bob. It's bad. It's bad. There's something like twirling around in her shin. That looks uncomfortable. How we're going to fix that? I'm not looking forward to the answer because I'm sure it's going to be painful and terrible.
1: Yeah, so it looks like the bite was infected a tiny bit. I mean, again, we saw the blood that she left behind did turn to goo. And that's how Billy was able to, uh, to track her. So I wonder, could it be a case where like she falls under the influence of the Mind flare and it becomes more of like a mental battle? For Eleven, where we talked about all these times where she has to face off against the Mind flare, maybe where it's going to take place is in a plane we don't even realize, Ooh. you know, that we're in the black space and she's trying. That would to- be cool. I would love that. I would love that. That as- would be great, Mike. That's a great idea. I really want to will that into existence because I think that's a really cool way of approaching her powers. Again, if she's being used as a tool, this is a way for her to really reconcile what her powers mean, and if you strip them down to who she is as a person, which has been the big theme ever since she went on this shopping spree with Max and was trying to figure out her own identity, you know, how was she going to essentially separate herself from this mind flare where everyone else couldn't? I think that could be a really interesting way to uh, twist the battle of Starcourt to a different meaning
0: Uh, well you willed the rain into existence so I'm hoping you're willing I I did the rain dance new plane of existence into existence for the season finale which is what we're up to Uh, we've got everybody now back together assumedly we're going to get Hopper and everybody there in short order Uh, we know Billy's on the way because he he stops by and he (laughs) sees the bubbling blood and he doesn't smear it on his face but he he seems to be able to follow 11 that way Um, what are your predictions we're one episode left how season three gonna end
1: All right, so we have Mayor 11. Let's lock that in. Yep. I do feel like Billy's going to die. Yeah, I I think that's easy. I feel like there's going to be a thing where they kill the Mind Flayer and Billy is going to, like, crumble and and turn into Ash or something as a representation of the Mind Flayer finally dying. I do feel like we are going to get a to-be-continued. It's not going to be a Season 2 type of ending. It's going to be a Season 1 type of ending where they're going to set some stuff up. Uh, I'll say that Joyce and Hopper do get together, or at least she says, "You know what? I will go on that date with you to that uh, random Italian restaurant—the gummy breadsticks right. that uh, he/she stood up, him up on before." And yeah, I'm trying to figure out, like, and I feel like Lucas and/or Will is going to do something important just because I call them out as LVP. I feel like the universe is going to say, "Like, ho, oh, hold there, Mike. Just you wait," because they're really going to prove themselves in this last episode.
0: And for me, my prediction is giant baby Holly fighting the Mind Flayer.
1: Yes. I, the ending, I think we all did. Staying
0: true With to the core. With
1: Mrs. Clickety-Clackety assisting.
0: Yes, yes. She's going she's gonna to roll up to the Starcourt Mall on train human. Uh, <laughs> and she it's going to it's gonna be a big kaiju battle at the Starcourt Mall. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Make a Holly. It's going to be great. All right. That's what's up next. Chapter 8, final chapter of Stranger Things 3, the Battle of Starcourt. We will be back very soon with our recap of that we want your feedback for the feedback show post dot com slash feedback is the way to do that you can tweet at us as well at post show recaps at round howard at a mike bloom type anything else mike
1: no i'm uh, ready to wipe this goo blood off and ready to uh, move on grab some new coke
0: yeah let's do it all right crack open a bottle we're diving in to the finale coming up next